Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is designed to help young men build better marriages. It's all about marriage. It's all about the union between man and woman. Our first goal is to help young men become the type of men that women want to marry. Uh, After that, we're going to help them find the right woman to marry. We're going to help them solve problems and take a leadership role in their relationships and build a marriage worth talking about. That's what we're here to do. Every single Wednesday, we're a part of the Purpose Podcast. The Purpose Podcast has a Sunday series where we typically talk with a guest uh, about their purpose, what their purpose is, how they found that purpose, and how they exercise it. The One Flesh Podcast is on Wednesdays. Every single Wednesday, we drop an episode solely about marriage. It's all about marriage, the the essential union between man and woman. We talk about different Uh, problems that come up in marriages, different solutions. Uh, We talk about what marriage is, what marriage isn't, what marriage should be, what marriage should not be. Uh, We do it all here on the Purpose Podcast. The idea is to have guests on for every one of our episodes. Uh, If you know somebody that you would like to see on, um, hit me up. I have a hard time kind of scheduling guests. It's it's real highs and lows. Uh, Sometimes I get guests that want to be on quick. Sometimes I get guests that want to be on, you know, three, four months down the road. Uh, Sometimes I can get a bunch of people to talk to me. Sometimes I can't get a bunch of people to talk to me. Uh, It's kind of difficult. But the idea is for all of our episodes to be guest-centered. It's not just supposed to be me talking into a mic. So if you know somebody that you think you would like to hear from on the Purpose Podcast, anybody you might know on Instagram, doesn't matter if they're in the self-improvement space. Whatever space they're in, if you think that, hey, that guy might have something figured out, let me know, and I'll hit him up and see if I can get him to talk to me. Um, Today... As you might be able to tell, I'm a little rushed. Uh, It is going to be a very, very quick episode. And I know I say that every time and I talk for 45 minutes. Today's not going to be like that. I do actually have a lot to do today. Um, I'm running 75 hard phase one. Uh, But I promised you an episode. Yes, you listening to this right now. I'm talking directly to you. Uh, I promised you an episode every Sunday and every Wednesday. You're going to get a Purpose podcast on Sunday, and you're going to get a One Flesh podcast on Wednesday. And I aim to keep that promise. Uh, I would have stayed up until 2 in the morning. I know that would technically not be on Wednesday, but uh, I wouldn't have gone to sleep until I got something recorded today. Uh, D. Ellen had a doctor's appointment that we had to go to. It lasted way longer than what we thought. Um, Working on phase one of 75 hard. Got a lot going on, but you will get your episode. It will be posted tonight on Wednesday, um, and next time, hopefully, I learn my lesson and I pre-record it uh, on a different day. I have a problem procrastinating, so uh, if you learn nothing from this episode because it's so rushed and impromptu, uh, learn that you shouldn't procrastinate, and that if you have an opportunity on a Tuesday night uh, to pre-record an episode for Wednesday, uh, you should take that opportunity. You should not sit your ass on the couch and watch The Witcher. That is not what you should do. You should go and record that podcast episode or whatever you want to do. I'm not saying I did that. No, I've been busy for three weeks straight. I would never sit down and watch TV uh, and not do what I'm supposed to do. That's not me. I would never do that. Uh, But in in the event that you find yourself with some extra time, uh, get your stuff done, guys, because it would have made this evening a whole lot easier. Anyway. You're going to get a quick episode. I'm going to try not to be too fast, try to still get you some uh, some decent content, try not to ramble too much. But anyway, um, I have been informed, uh, and I don't know where they get this. I don't know why anybody would say this, because it's obviously um, not the way that I am. I would never be like this at all. But uh, some people have told me that I can be a little bit too blunt, uh, that I can be a little bit too honest at the wrong times, that uh, I can take things a little bit too far occasionally. 
I think it's completely unfounded. I think it's I think it's BS. I don't think that they have any ground uh, to say that because that's not me. I would never do that. Um, but I do know that, (laughs) no, I know that they're right. Uh, I can be a little bit too blunt. I can be a little bit too honest sometimes, uh, not even honest, just overly critical. Uh, I can take things to a different level that they don't need to be at. Um, and everybody knows that I like to give everybody hell. You know, I like to make fun of myself, but I like to make fun of other people, uh, like to poke fun at other people and just like to give people hell. Uh, most of all, uh, the person that I love giving the most hell to that I hope that I get to give her hell for the rest of my life. Maybe I'll use the word grief. Uh, I hope I get to give her grief for the rest of my life is my wife. Um, that is one of my favorite hobbies is, uh, picking at my wife. So, um, as you may have noticed, it's a little bit of a difficult dichotomy, uh, to come on here and talk about how, um, how you're supposed to be a leader in a marriage, how you're supposed to, uh, help your wife out, how you're supposed to, um, lead a marriage, because what has to happen is you have to be very open with your marriage. You have to be very open about your spouse. You have to be very open about yourself. Uh, and sometimes I can get a little bit too heavy on, uh, and I, and I don't think I've done anything. Um, I stand by everything that I've said. Uh, but <laughs> last episode, uh, I have been informed uh, reliably, that last episode may have been a little bit heavy uh, on on giving DLN a little bit of grief and, and pointing out some of the flaws. I don't I didn't mean it to be in everything I said in there. I caveated with the fact that uh, I had the same exact flaws and that um, I needed to you know uh, that they were my fault. And that's kind of the problem is you know as a leader uh, when you're taking ownership of your marriage. Um, it's my job to help DLN uh, and to lead DLN. Well, I can't be like, oh, she has to help me with this and she has to help me with this and she has to do this for me uh, the way that I try to help her because I'm supposed to take ownership of my problems. It's it's a pretty difficult dichotomy of ownership uh, inside of a marriage. It's because like, it's, it's hard for me to come on here on the mic and be like, oh yeah, uh, I have a problem with doing this, this, and this. It, I, the alcohol was a good example when I talked about needing to be socially aware from alcohol and stop, uh, you know, if your wife t- decides something with your wife and don't let her get too silly drunk at the party. Uh, well, I'm not taking very much ownership if I put that on my wife to stop me from drinking. But if, you know, my wife says that she doesn't want to get sloppy drunk, then it is my it is my job to stop her from drinking and to be accountable, uh, be the one that's accountable. Um, It's it's an interesting dichotomy of ownership. So it's hard for me to come on here and be like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, my wife needs to make sure that she's stopping me after six drinks. That sounds like chicken shit. Uh, It does. If you come on here and be like, yeah, um, you know, my wife completely let me down. She didn't stop me after six drinks. That's chicken shit. Uh, However, it's ownership when you get on there and be like, yeah, uh, my wife had a really bad hangover. And man, I just really didn't hold tight to to what she asked me to do. Um, I didn't stop her from drinking. Uh, That's that's my bad. I'm the leader of this family. Uh, I, I need to take that on myself. That's ownership. Uh, and so you can kind of see the interesting dichotomy that, that I have to play here. And sometimes it can sound uh, like I'm ragging on my wife pretty hard because I have to I have to play that dichotomy. I can talk about how we take ownership in a marriage for ourselves, how we become a better man uh, for ourselves to be a better uh, husband and to take ownership. But when it comes to involving our wives in that mix, you also have to take ownership of those problems. And so I'm forced to kind of talk about some of the ways that I'm trying to take ownership uh, in my marriage. And like I said, I don't think I've been... Uh, too derogatory. And really the comment that was made was, 
not a bad one at all. And it wasn't even by my wife. Uh, my wife, she listens to every episode. Uh, and I think after the last one, she was like, yeah, uh, it was kind of rough, but it was honest. But, you know, um, it, it's nothing that she doesn't fully admit. Uh, again, you have to be open. And, and she knew that when I was going to start talking about marriage. And so uh, that's what it is. I'm not apologizing because I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I don't think I did anything wrong. And she doesn't expect me to apologize. And I wouldn't apologize to anybody but her either. Um, if some Karen or some douchebag comes on here and, and says like, oh, well, you were really hard on your wife here, here and here. And, you know, you talked about how uh, she can't handle her liquor and, and you should apologize. I'm not going to apologize to him. I'm going to go to my wife and I'm going to be like, hey, uh, do you think I was a little hard on you? And if she's going to be like, yeah, that kind of hurt my feelings, then I'll apologize. Uh, but that's not what happened. That's not why we're recording this episode today. Uh, it's more just for the funnies. Uh, because I was, I was kind of hard on her on the last one. Uh, it was more about how do I help her solve her social problems because, uh, she's not as socially inclined as I am. So the nature of that episode was more about how do I help her, uh, in the social aspect and, and not that I'm just the most socially intelligent person in the world. I'm not, but again, we have the matter of ownership. Uh, when you're talking about working as a team and you're the leader of that team, you have to take ownership of those issues. Uh, and since we're talking about the team dynamics, not the solo dynamics, uh, a lot of that episode last week was, hey, how do I help my wife be better? Uh, because we're talking about the team dynamics, it was less about, hey, how do I be better? Um, so if you listen to that episode um, with a condemning ear, uh, if you're listening for it, then you'll be like, oh man, he was such an asshole to his wife. Uh, and fair enough, I guess, but uh, she didn't find a problem with it. I don't find a problem with it. But to remedy that, uh, I have made an agreement with her. After every episode that I post that talks about her flaws, uh, I'm going to need to talk about it. I'm going to need to bring up an episode to talk about what she does well. Uh, this is the agreement that I have made with her to balance out that dichotomy, uh, to hopefully, uh, I know the Karens will never be kept at bay, uh, but to hopefully uh, simmer some people down because, you know, I talked about how my wife can't handle her liquor. Um, then I'm going to talk about things that I love about my wife. So from here on out, if you hear a, a, a one flesh episode where I talk about the stuff that I'm trying to help my wife fix, uh, which you should help your wife fix things because you're a good husband. If you're one of those husbands that thinks that, oh, she's got it under control or it's not my place to help her fix anything. Uh, you're an idiot. Come listen to the one flesh podcast and learn how to help your wife. Uh, you should be helping your wife. Anytime I have an episode like that from here on out, uh, immediately the week afterwards is going to be talking about the benefits of marriage and how much my wife does well, because she really does. She's absolutely awesome. And anybody that, anybody that knows us, uh, completely understands everything that I've said, um, in these episodes. And I, and I've asked around like, Hey, um, do you think I was a little bit too rough? And they were like, absolutely not. Um, so anybody knows, and, and anybody knows that the woman is an absolute saint for being able to put up with me. Uh, any, and they, 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 they just know her, uh, they know how good she is. Anybody that knows us, uh, knows that I've got plenty of good things to talk about. Uh, so, and she, and they know that she is very honest with, with her, um, inadequacies herself. Um, she talks about things just like I do. Um, you will not come over to our house and, and there's very rarely an evening where her and I both don't talk about some way that we need to be better. 
they know the way that she is. Uh, and hopefully, as you listen to the episode, if you don't know her, hopefully you can at least kind of come to know the type of person that she is and the type of person that I am uh, and understand what I think. You know, I think we have a healthy relationship. Understand what a healthy relationship looks like uh, with transparency and with honesty, because uh, that's really what I think it is. I don't think anything that I said uh, in the last episode was not dishonest. It was not um rude i don't think you know yeah i gave her hell about i think it did say that she had a five head so uh instead of a forehead that was a little rough uh but again it's standard it's standard and she laughed at that um she laughed very hard but uh just know that you know this is what good relationships look at like in my opinion where you're honest about your flaws you're honest about your inadequacies on both sides and you both try to take ownership of of both the problems uh, there's a topic on that later that I'm going to st- discuss with Kate Carter about how uh, you can't solve all of her problems. You can't be the solution to all of her problems. That's not good. Uh, but at the very least, um, you are the leader of that team and you can take ownership of the problem in your marriage. So that's what we're going to do. Anyway, today, uh, very quick episode. I got a lot of shit to go do. Um, got a, a very, very packed evening. I'm going to go through. Uh, <laughs> this is a note that I wrote. I had to do an act of kindness uh, every single day for phase three on 70 on live hard. Um, my act of kindness, uh, it, it's very broad as to what an act of kindness can be. Uh, well, one of my days for an act of kindness, I was very, very tired. This was like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. Um, I was so tired. Dylan wasn't home yet because she works till 10. Uh, I hadn't done an act of kindness that day. I think I tried to do an act of kindness for like two or three people and, and they like denied me. It's like, Hey, can I pay for this? And they're like, absolutely not. And it's like, okay, uh, try to help somebody out. And they're like, no, thank you. And so what I did is I wrote DL in a note. Um, that was my act of kindness for the day as I wrote her a really, um, what I thought was a pretty cool note. Uh, and it was 11 things that I love about you. Uh, y'all can't know number 11 because it's personal and it's kind of funny. If you look at the note, it's actually 10 crossed out 11. So like I wrote the 10 and then like, I forgot one. Yeah, it's intentional and it's cute. Uh, but it's 11 things that I love about you. So I'm going to go over that. Uh, 11 things that I love about my wife, but you can't know the 11th. So, uh, number one, how you care for other people. Uh, my wife is probably one of the Uh, more selfless people that I've ever, that I've ever known. Uh, if not the most selfless person that I've known just because of the depth that I've, I've gotten to see her self, her selflessness, uh, she will give up, um, almost to a fault, like all of herself. Uh, And it's, it's very, very good. Um, she cares for other people like no other. Um, and she doesn't, she doesn't do it in a, in a, in a self-sacrificing way. Like I said, I said almost to a fault, but it's, it's not like, um, she cares for people in a love kind of way, not a kindness kind of way. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you have people that would completely destroy themselves and that will enable others, uh, because they care about them so much. She's not that enabler, um, really with anybody. She's the type of person that she cares about them. So she'll, tell them what they need to hear or specifically with her kids at work, she'll give them discipline because she cares so much about them. So that's number one is how you care for other people. Uh, number two is her determination. So, uh, my wife, uh, wow. Um, I, I can't say things without being in a dichotomy. Uh, once you get her going, once I get her going on something, once I get her to, to decide to start something, the determination that she has to get it done 
is is insane um you know she is very very uh determined to do what she wants to do uh, she will jump through hoops she will bend over backwards uh, to do things that she decides that she wants to do um, her determination at work she loves her job uh, she's absolutely determined to give the kids that she works with the best life possible um, that she can uh, so yeah she's extremely determined uh, let's see number three uh, that you want to be a mom I love that about her that really all she wants is just to be a mother I mean that's what she wants she is purpose-built uh, my wife's purpose is to be a mother I mean 100 percent uh, that's what she does now at the children's shelter. She is basically a temporary mom for these kids. Uh, she is just purpose built to be a mother. She's not going to go be a scientist. Um, she's not going to go have this big, you know, fancy $200,000 career. Um, that's not what she's made for. Uh, and I absolutely love the fact that she, she wants to be a mom. Uh, and you know, really what that is, is that she's going to get a little bit of all of that. She's going to be a teacher. She's going to be a nurse. Uh, she's going to be all of these different things. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but she, she's going to be all of those things, uh, wrapped into one. And that, and that's what we call a mom, this whole, and I'm not trying to disparage anybody that is going to be a working mom. Uh, if you want to have your career and be a mother, that that's fine. Uh, I get that. But this whole, you know, mom has to go out and work and, and get a $100,000 a year job uh, being some kind of nurse and then, you know, come home and uh, try to be a mom at the same time and we send the kids off to childcare. Uh, I think it's overplayed these days. I think there are a lot of women that are unsatisfied, but they have a job because they think that they have to or they have to maintain two incomes. I get it. Not looking down on it. I think it's a perfectly okay way to live. It's the way I was raised. Uh, my mom probably, she has had more steady jobs and jobs more often uh, than my dad has. I don't know that my mom has ever gone uh, more than a couple weeks unemployed. And because of the nature of the oil field, uh, my dad has. Uh, my dad has gone, you know, stints uh, unemployed because of the industries that he's been in. My mom is not. So don't think that I look down on the working mom. I don't at all. My mom was. Uh, and we were raised really well. I think the time that we got to spend in public school, the time that we got to spend in daycare, uh, at least for me, sorry, siblings, uh, for me, it turned out really well. Um, I was really cultured. I got to go and experience uh, how to deal with other people that weren't necessarily like me. I got to experience how to deal with other forms of authority. Uh, you can get that in homeschooling. This is not a debate about homeschooling. We're way off track. Uh, but I, I just love that DLN wants to be a mom. Um, I think it's, it's, it's 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 needed these days and we're starting to see a trend backwards um and i love that about her i'll get off of the subject uh oh that you want to be a wife that's along the same that's along the same lines uh she desperately wants to be my wife uh she desperately wants to uh, be in a marriage she wants to be tied to somebody uh, for the rest of her life she sees the value in marriage uh, she thinks that uh, it's worth her time and she wants to do that and I think that that's a quality again in women that um, is is not as seen today as what it should be uh, I think a lot of women want a wedding I think a lot of women want a second income I think a lot of women want kids I don't think that a lot of women these days want to be a wife and that's controversial um you know and in my part of the world it's not as bad as what it probably is in other parts of the world i think women want all the benefits of marriage uh without being married and i think that that's very evident um and i love my wife 
because she does want to be a wife. She wants that responsibility. Uh, number five, uh, that you believe in me. There is nobody out there that believes in me more than my wife. Uh, not a single person. Uh, my dad will tell you all day long that um, he believes in me. He's always believed that he that I can do uh, what I've done, that he believes that I'll always be successful, that I'll go and do whatever I want to do. Uh, my dad will probably um, tout himself as as my biggest believer and he is right up there um he is he is very very close and he's probably believed in me in longer than dl has because he's believed in me since i was born uh but just <laughs> the deepest um trust and belief in the fact that i can be successful uh it's got to be my wife i don't know they can thumb wrestle at christmas i don't care um and declare the winner of who believes in me more but um and you know, a lot of times it, it may be a little bit unfounded. Uh, you know, my wife, she may believe in me a little bit more than I believe in me. She may believe in me a little bit more than I deserve. Um, but she believes in me and I'm the kind of guy, uh, that needs to be believed in. I need somebody to think that I can do it. I need somebody to have hope in me that thinks that I can go and do the things that I want to do, uh, and has high expectations of me and believes that I can fulfill them. And, uh, that is my wife true. I mean, that is 100% my wife. Uh, so number, number six, number six is kind of funny. Um, when we first got together, uh, you know, I, I used to be a fan of blondes, just like every dude, like no, no high schooler or college guys like, yeah, I really liked that brunette. Um, I mean, they liked the brunette, but every, every guy wants a hot blonde. Uh, and if they tell you any different, they're, they're crazy. It's either a blonde or a redhead. Uh, and that used to be me. And I used to give her, you know, a lot of hell for it. And, uh, she, she again is down with the jokes. She's always thought it's been pretty funny, um, that, you know, she would be like, well, I'll just change my hair then. And I'm like, no, nah, let's not do that. Uh, but I just wrote that, you know, as I've matured or as I've matured, I, I really enjoy her silky brown hair. Like, uh, this is not any blonde women. My mom's blonde. Please don't come after me. Uh, but, uh, blonde is it, to me anymore. It's like the, the symbol of the, of the sorority girl, uh, just the immature, um, party animal. I know this is not the case. I know a lot of strong women with blonde hair, please don't hate me. Uh, but, now anymore, when I think of a picture of uh, a good established woman, um, a woman that you want by your side, it's like the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the brunette hair and the, the analogy that's coming to mind is, uh, if you've ever seen, I think the movie is Troy, uh, with, uh, Brad Pitt where he, there's the one wife that, uh, is, is by the dude's side. Now all of the names are, are completely escaping me. Um, but you, you can see it in movies and stuff like that where, you know, the strong, powerful brunette uh, is, is pictured versus, you know, the young, immature, naive blonde. And so as six, I said, I, you know, as I've matured, I like your, the, you know, the brown hair of a woman, not, not the blonde hair of a girl. Um, that one was kind of, you may think I'm weird for that, but it's what I wrote. So um, number seven, uh, that you accept my faults. Uh, she is very accepting of my faults. Once again, uh, maybe sometimes a little bit too accepting, um, but she is very accepting of my faults. Uh, there, you know, we talk about it and there are things that I need to do better. There are things that she brings up that, Hey, uh, you need to do this better, but it's never been like, you have this problem and I don't like you because of this problem. Uh, she's always been very accepting of, of my faults. She's been very accepting of me. Uh, she has always taken me as I am and said, Hey, I love you for that. No matter what, uh, that is not a quality. Um, 
I do love her no matter what, but it's just not something that I possess to the level that she does. Uh, I see a fault and I'm like, oh, hey, we need to fix that. Uh, we need to fix that at all. DLN doesn't think about fixing me whatsoever. Uh, DLN just, you know, wants certain things, uh, but she accepts me with my faults. So, uh, number eight, that you support my hobbies. Uh, I could not be more blessed. Uh, I don't know that there's a woman on the face of the planet. Uh, that would be as okay with their man spending as much, por- like uh, as big of a portion of income uh, and as big of a portion of time on their hobbies as she has allowed me to do. Now, once we get kids, that may slow down. Um, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm sure it will. I mean, it's slowed down with the podcast and uh, with my job and stuff like that. But um, she will all, like, I have a feeling that she will always support me doing my hobbies. Uh, again, and, and just to be clear, I don't deserve any of this list. Just so you all know, I'm not saying that like, yeah, I deserve this whole list. Uh, the only reason, like not the only reason I've kept her around because all of these things I don't deserve and I know I don't deserve them. Um, but she supports my hobbies. She's always going to, um, she likes watching me do things that I enjoy. Um, that's what she enjoys is watching me do things that I enjoy. And so I get to spend money and I get to spend time on bows and pocket knives and hunting and all of that stuff. Uh, and she supports that. Uh, number nine, that she supports my dreams. And I re- kind of wrote in parentheses, there's a difference between hobbies and dreams. Uh, she supports me doing things just because I like to do them. Uh, and then, you know, she believes in me. We already talked about that. Uh, she supports me going and chasing after and spending money on my dreams as well. Uh, when it comes to spending money on the podcast stuff, it's no issue. Um, she has a very, um, it's really, it's, it's close to enabling. I have to catch myself a lot, but she has a very, um, non, how do I put this? Her, her sense of money is like, well, uh, money has come, money is gone. Money will come again. Money will go again. Uh, you know, let's be safe. Let's pay all the bills. Uh, let's not put ourselves in bankruptcy territory. Uh, but if you think that, you know, you need to spend this much money on podcast stuff, go and do it. You know, um, if you think that we can do it 100%, uh, she's not one of those wives that, you know, the moment that you bring up any, any part of a big dream or something like that, uh, she doesn't crush it. She supports those dreams. And again, especially financially, she, um, she supports that and she has no problems. And like I said, sometimes, sometimes I need that double check. And that's why, that's when I call my friend Kate Carter and I'm like, Hey Kate. And he's like, no, I already know what you're going to ask me. You're going to want to spend the money on stupid shit. No. Um, he doesn't say that cause he doesn't cuss for one, but, uh, no, that's what, that's when I call other people and I'm like, Hey, Dylan is supportive of this. Uh, what do you think? And Cade's like, nah, let's wait a little bit. Uh, so yeah, she supports me, uh, following my dreams. Um, oh, and then number 10 is that she can forgive. Uh, she forgives me a lot quicker than I'll forgive her sometimes. Uh, for me, I, I hold on to some stuff. Uh, for me, it, it takes me a little bit to forget what was wrong, forget the problem. Uh, as y'all know, I'm very problem centered, uh, and it takes me a while to forget the problem and then forgive the person for the problem. Uh, not really with her. She'll forgive me pretty quick. Um, and that's always a good property to have in a woman. And I will tell you guys, uh, look for all of the, write all these down. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm not saying you have to come out with the exact, uh, woman, you know, you're not going to steal my woman. Uh, this is not copy her fit. Uh, but 
you know, write some of these qualities down and look for them in a woman. Cause I promise you, uh, number one, you know, nobody deserves this. Nobody deserves this combination of, of qualities, uh, in a person that they're going to be with for the rest of their life. If you find this, this list of qualities, which I know a lot of you will, there are a lot of really good women out there, uh, know that you don't deserve it and know that when you find it, you should do everything to keep it. Uh, and then number 11, like I said, y'all can't know because it's something that I love about her. Uh, but we're going to keep that to ourselves. So anyway, guys, uh, this has been a pretty cool episode. Like I said, a really quick episode. I planned for it to be about 15 minutes and I talked for 30. So, um, I think you're getting a pretty damn good deal. Uh, if I do say so myself, you got your Wednesday episode. Uh, I wasn't going to let you go without it. Not ever. Um, I do want to pat myself on the back a little bit. Uh, just gave myself a little bit of a pat. Um, I know a lot of podcasts that have started up and this is why you should believe in my podcast is because of how committed I am to it. I know a lot of podcasts that have started up and they're doing great, great work. Uh, I would not disparage anybody for what they're doing. A lot of times their episodes, when they do release, they have a little bit more substance than mine. But most of these guys, even if they say, oh, we haven't missed a week since we started, they're only doing one a week. Okay. I, I've consistently given probably, I don't think I have a single podcast under 30 minutes. That may be a lie. Uh, I, I almost for sure know that I don't have one under 20 minutes, uh, at two a week. Okay. This has been awesome. And it's only possible from the support from y'all. Uh, if I wasn't feeling that support, I don't look at my numbers. I don't look at the listens. Uh, there may be a thousand people listening to every, every episode. Uh, there may be two. Um, I have no clue. I don't look at my listens, but I feel that support. Uh, people tell me that they're listening. You know, I feel this kind of, I hate to call it a movement because it's so cliche and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like the purpose movement is on fire. That's not what I'm trying to do. Uh, but I, I feel the support and that's why I keep going. Uh, but just to pat myself on the back, we're looking at, if I make it to August 31st, releasing two, two episodes a week, uh, we're looking at doing a full year, not missing a week. Uh, and in December, it'll be a full year of two weeks. I started the, the two episodes a week in December. Uh, you've gotten at least one episode a week and you've gotten for a whole year. If I make it to August 31st, you've gotten one episode a week for a whole year. And then if I make it to December, you'll have gotten two episodes a week for a whole year, uh, not even missing one. Uh, that's why this podcast is going to be different. That's why this is not your buddy's podcast in a basement where they're cracking cold ones. They're recording six episodes, you know, every six months. Uh, and releasing them and talking about bullshit that doesn't have any substance. Those podcasts can be fun. They can be enjoyable. I'm not saying that they aren't, uh, but this is going to be different. Okay. This is why you need to keep listening to this podcast. This is why you need to share it with your friends uh, is because it's going to be different. And I know, again, it sounds silly talking about a podcast because every dude has a podcast. I get it. Uh, I understand. But also, uh, you know, years and years ago, every guy had a radio show. Um, radio shows were big. Okay. It's no different. Um, this is just the modern day radio show. My dad listened to Bob and Tom like every morning. Okay. This is the modern day radio show and radio shows had a huge, huge impact. Okay. Even though there was TV on, uh, even though there was movies, there was still a medium for radio shows. And that's what you're finding today. And so, um, that's why this is going to be different. It's not just a, a podunk. Uh, let me fill the time and let me justify all my thoughts to you podcast. It's going to be different. So patting myself on the back a little bit there, giving you a few, uh, you know, massaging my ego, my ego a little bit, uh, giving you a few reasons to keep listening. And again, thanking you guys, because if I didn't feel that support, uh, if I didn't feel that, um, yeah, that support from all of y'all, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, 
I probably wouldn't have stuck with it. So thanks guys. Tune into uh, the purpose podcast on Sunday uh, and then tune in next week to one flesh. Thanks.